Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. went for the 30 second countdown again what's up everybody how's everybody doing out there the unlocking unlimited potential stories show continues in season three with this guy right here todd nesloni so great to finally get you to have to have you on this show how's it going todd hey man it is good to see you even virtually um but i'm honored to be asked so thanks for having me here no it's my pleasure you know we've been connecting over the past couple of years and it's been a wild ride. I know it's been, you know, a lot of ups and downs. You started a family in the past couple, you know, the past couple months, right now. How old are you? How old are the little the, the twin boys? They'll be seven months next week. Oh, that's amazing. Time flies. I have a a, a sixteen month at home as well, so Aww. I know how that goes. It goes by <laughs> yeah. quick. I also have an eleven year old at home too, so there's that. So there's yeah. that gap. So <laughs> I can share some stories with you offline. We'll do that. Afterwards. I bet. I bet you can. <laughs> But anyways, we're talking about education. You have some awesome things that are coming up in your future in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, going into February, you get a big conference we're going to talk about today. Really excited to dive in. Really excited to be a part of that as well. But let's just kind of dive into you for a minute. You know, some of our us- listeners may not have have heard your whole story before. And I know it's impossible to put our whole story in, into exactly. a 30-minute show. But let's start with you. How did you land on this awesome path where you are right now? out there serving and, and crushing it in the speaking world that you're doing right now. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, that actual path, I have no idea how it led me to where I am now. I always tell people, I think it's the perfect combination of right place, right time, and always just sharing the stuff that we're doing. Um, because when people come to me for advice, like, how do you do this? How'd you get here? How did this happen? And I'm like, it really just things that fell into place. And I was always sharing the great things that we were doing because Nothing I have done or am doing is any better than anyone else working in education right now. It's just that I'm always putting it out there. And so I'm putting it in front of the people who, quote unquote, need to see it. 
Um, and so, yeah, I've served as an elementary teacher, a principal. Um, I get to work now as the director of culture and strategic leadership. I get to write, present, um, and do all kinds of stuff as well as trying to raise twin boys and survive. And that is a very difficult task, my friend, being yeah. a dad on top of all this great stuff that you're doing. You know, you talk a little bit about, you know, one of the things, the times that I came across you was after the book you wrote with Adam Welcome. And that, and so talk a little bit about that and how you went from that author, you know, you went from being in the school to being the author and now getting out there and sharing your, your wisdom and sharing your work with other school districts along the way. You know, uh, my buddy Dave Burgess, uh, we were friends before he even started the publishing company. Um, and he had been asking me for years to write a book because I went straight from the classroom to an elementary principal. It was a crazy journey, uh, absolutely wonderful, but lots of challenges along the way. And I just never felt like my story mattered enough or that I had the skill set to put that down on paper. So it was never anything that I pursued. Um, and then when I met Adam Welcome at the National Elementary Principal Association Conference, um, we actually hit it off and, and he was like, hey, you want to write a blog together? And I said, sure. Um, and we started, we wrote that blog together and it was really easy writing with Adam. Um, our strengths and weaknesses complemented each other. And so after collaborating a little bit more, I was like, hey, do you want to try to write a book together? <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm game. Um, and so I pitched it to Dave. Dave loved the idea. And that's kind of like how Kids Deserve It was formed. Um, and never in a million years, never did I think I would sell more than 20 copies. And our first year, like I was like, we're going to dream big, Adam. In our first year, like I want to sell a thousand copies in a year. I was like, I can get 20 of my family members to buy those, 20 of them, but we're going to have to work to get the other ones. Um, and then the hashtag, the movement just took off like wildfire, completely unexpected. Um, and it really created a network for people, a place to eliminate excuses, a place to find like-minded individuals who was just really trying to do what's best for kids. Um, and that led, you know, before the book came out, I was already doing some speaking. My social media handle since I got on Twitter has been Tech Ninja Todd. And when I was in the classroom, I was doing a lot more technology involved instruction. And then when I became an administrator, um, and so I was already presenting a lot around the state of Texas. Um, but after the book came out and took off, it kind of opened up new avenues. People who were like, hey, we like what you wrote. Can you speak? And I was like, I think so. Like some people have hired me because um, I, I struggle a lot with, even to this day, even with the different experiences I've gotten to have as an educator, author, just human being, I still to this day freak out every time somebody books me to speak, every time somebody answers a direct message from me, when, like when I got your message to be on here, like I got super excited. It's like I, I have a good support system around me who keep me very humble um, and then my own personal insecurities don't allow me to grow a bigger ego. Um, and so it's, it's full of excitement and wonder every time. And also like, why do people want to hear from me? Like, what do I have that's any better than anybody else? So it's that weird mixture of stuff. Yeah. And I think that is something that we all go through, you know, anytime we get on a camera, anytime we share anything, anytime an educator or a teacher gets out there in the world and starts to share the work beyond what's going on in the closed door classroom, right? And I've ran into so many educators and teachers along the way that kind of get in their own way a bit where 
they're in the place where, you know what, well, I don't want to really share that because, you know, I'm afraid that, you know, everybody's going to think that I'm saying they have to do it or anybody's going to think that this is the only way, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of your work surrounds that. I feel like a lot of your work surrounds the idea of like we rise by lifting others. And I know that you let this kind of like ties in right into the, the story behind the celebrate your story conference a little bit. So talk a little bit about the celebrate your story conference that's coming up and talking about how you've taken this idea of like educators that may feel that like their work isn't good enough, or maybe they feel like it's good enough, but it's just not there yet. Or maybe they just haven't found that platform. Talk a little bit about how that came into fruition. Well, you know, I believe that the best work that we do as humans is when we embrace our, our vulnerability and our struggles and use that to help others as well. And so, you know, a minute ago, I just talked about how I struggle still to this day with making myself feel like my voice is good enough to be out there and be sharing, even regardless of, regardless of all the experiences I've had. But my buddy, Jimmy Casas, um, who is one of my favorite people on the planet, I will never forget advice that he gave me one time. He was like, Todd, you know, he said, people are starting to recognize you. You're starting to get followers. He said, remember this. He said, no matter how big your platform gets, I want you to always amplify the voices of others louder than you amplify your own. And that is something that has really stuck with me. It's the reason I wrote my book, Stories from Web, the, my follow-up to Kids Deserve It, because I was working at a school with the most incredible educators in the world, 90% of which were not on social media. Nobody knew who they were but they were freaking awesome, like every educator out there. And so my book, I wanted to amplify their stories and show them off and, and brag about them and let them tell their stories too. And that resonated so deeply with people when that book came out, just to see how much we can learn from each other and how thousands of followers don't mean anything in the long run of things. Five, six, seven books being out doesn't really mean anything with how successful you are. Like there are great people doing the work that nobody's even heard of. And so after I saw how deeply stories from web resonated with people, I realized I want to have a conference. I, I, I'm part of all these conference circuits and things. I want to do an event that I don't make any money off of, that I just charge people barely any it's so that I can cover the costs of making it happen. And then I just partner people to have people that I love to feature. And so I did my first Celebrate Your Story in 2020, right before the pandemic hit in January of 2020. And it was amazing. I had about 150 people show up in a little town in Texas um, and got to hear from about 10 to 15 different speakers that I had reached out to, friends that volunteered their time. And it was a very moving experience just to bring educators together and celebrate them and remind them of how worthy they are and how important their stories are. And then the pandemic hit and I didn't do anything last year um, when it came to celebrate your story. And I considered having an in-person event this year again, but I thought, no, I've got twin boys at home. I'm trying to protect myself and them. I don't want to gather all those people up and have all this stuff happen. And even though I'm in Texas where it's like the rules don't really matter because we don't, we do whatever we want because our governor tells us, who cares? Nobody, COVID's not real. Anyway, um, so I decided, you know what? I can do this virtually. I've never done a virtual conference on my own. I've never organized any of that on my own, but let me see. And I thought, well, if, if this is truly an event called Celebrate Your Story, and I'm truly trying to help people see how valuable their voices are. I don't want to reach out to those rock stars who are always presenting, whose names come everywhere. Those Jimmy Costas's, 
those Brad Gustafsons, I mean, those Joe Sanfilippos, those uh, Lanisha Tab, I mean, all these people that I admire in the education world who are speaking all the time. I was like, I don't want to reach out to them, not because they're not great, but because that kind of defeats the purpose of the message I'm trying to send here. And so I've got a, a pretty substantial um, email list. And so I just sent out an email to my email list and was like, hey, guys, I'm throwing this conference together. If you have ever wanted to speak, ever, submit a session. I'd love to try to feature you. And I wanted to be, and since I was asking people to do this without being paid, um, because I'm not making any money off of it, I realized, you know, I want to have a little extra. So I'm also training a lot of these speakers. I'm teaching them, um, giving them pointers, ideas, helping them develop their slides. I've helped a couple with some editing. I've had like 50 meetings in the last couple of weeks just to get everybody prepped and ready to go. Um, but I think we've got close to 60 sessions. Um, all of my keynotes have never keynoted before. All, all five of my keynotes, they've never keynoted before. And I think it was when I did the math, 70% of the presenters have never presented publicly before. Um, so there was a lot of nerves. There was a lot of emails. I went back and forth with people over, are you sure? I don't, th I don't think I can do this. I, 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 don't, I don't know. And I'm like, no, you have, all you have to do is be you and tell your story. Like that's what brings us together. And so I've got to watch the sessions that they've been submitted because they're not out yet. They don't, it's the whole month of February. Um, but I'm just so excited um, for people to check this out and just for people to see all these different stories being told. And it's a free conference. It doesn't cost anything for anybody. I'm going to be giving some giveaways throughout it. And the way I designed it was it's going to be the whole month of February. And every week starts out with a keynote. And then every day of that week, you get two or three more sessions released. So you watch them when you want to watch them. If you're an everyday kind of person, you have sessions being released every day. I spent way too much time on a workbook. So if you are one of those who likes to take notes in a workbook, I already created it all for you. You can print it out. Um, but I really want just to give back to others on one aspect, but also on the other, use my platform to amplify all these educators who have never gotten to speak before or have never had anybody offer them a position or, or do anything like that for them to see that all of our stories matter. And when we lean in and we embrace and we share pieces of ourselves that are hard to share and, and that push us out of our comfort zone, it allows other people to walk alongside of us and say, me too. And that's really what it's about. And in the world we're living in right now in education, where every day everybody thinks about quitting and every day it's the hardest job we've ever experienced. And even though I'm not in the classroom right now, and even though my current job doesn't have me on a campus right now, I, I'm in touch every day and hearing the frustration and the pain and the exhaustion. And I've never heard it like this before. And so that was the other idea of Celebrate Your Story is what the heck, February? Who wants to go to a conference in February? We're just trying to make it the rest of the year. I was like, I know. That's why I made this, to hopefully inspire and encourage you and remind you you're not alone. And also maybe give you a few ideas along the way also. That was a really long answer, Brandon. So I'm sorry about rambling. No, there's a lot packed in there. What a story yeah. behind it. That's awesome. It was in, went from being in person before COVID to now being virtual and there's a whole nother layer of all that underneath all the things we've learned about virtual conferences yeah. in the past, you know, being able to not have to drive, you know, fly to Texas and now do it from the seat of my living room is a really yeah. amazing thing. So 
I love everything about it. And I think it really kicks into your story. Going to kind of interrupt a little bit to add in here. One thing we do on this show all the time is we dedicate the episode to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. And this is someone who's actually presenting at the conference. So shout out to Dana Goodyear. So Dana Goodyear is an awesome person. If you have had, not had a chance to connect with her out there, highly recommend you do. She's got an amazing podcast called yeah. the Out of the Trenches podcast. She's at 100 plus episodes right now. I, and I remember celebrating uh, either the 50th or the 100th. I don't even know, but she's just been cranking them out. And, you know, you talk about educators who are out there that are going above and beyond, you know, connecting with others and having podcasts and the work that goes on behind the scenes that you're talking about too, to create this conference, it is not an easy task. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, when we're doing all of these things, the why behind it is that service to others, making this opportunity better for teachers that are in frustrating situations. Mm -hmm. And that's a really amazing thing. And Dana does a great job in that with her work. And so Shout out to her. I know she's presenting at the conference as well. Dana is amazing. You're exactly right. I'm so glad you shouted her out. But you know, you're right too in that when if you've never hosted a conference, whether in person or virtual, it's a lot of work and you think it's so easy. Like I could do this. I could put this together. And then you get in the weeds and you're like, whoa. So it is benefiting me that I, I am working from home right now. Um, and so uh, I do a lot of work with a kid on my lap. I actually had one two minutes before I got on through with you. And I was like, watch him. I'll be right back. I got the other one over here. And so it, it's, it's a balancing act, but it, it helps fuel my fire to know that I get to give back to others. So listen, and, and if there's anybody who knows the importance of getting in front of your kids at the end of the day at, you know, after a, this is probably getting close to dinner, nap, bath time ritual. I know what's coming, man. I have yeah. been really reminded of it over the past couple, uh, the past couple months. I bet. Being, I bet. Being that we have an 11 year old, an eight year old, and now a you know a one and a half year old, so I've been I've been all back in diapers. It's it's been a wild experience, but you know you talk a little bit about that, and we're kind of moving this show along because I know we want to kind of move it along so that we can kind of get back to all of our duties that we have going on in all the other rooms in our house. But the last thing I just want to kind of connect with, well, I got one more thing. Yeah, you're you're gonna be you, you talk a little bit about the congruent conference. Yes. So another exciting thing that I am honored to be a part of is my buddy Wade King has co-founded a conference called the Congruent Conference with Dave Hollis, um, husband of Rachel or ex-husband of Rachel Hollis. But he does a lot of great work on his own and can stand on his own without being attached to the Hollis name. But he they have organized a conference for men to just dive into who we are. Um, and really what we can be as fathers, as brothers, as friends. Um, it's not an educator conference. Um, and so when they put it together, they asked me to be one of the small group leaders. And so I'll get to do that. And I'm 100% beyond terrified. Um, definitely stepping outside of my comfort zone and making sure I manage my anxiety well leading up to it. Um, but I'm super pumped just to gather um, in the hills of Austin and really just get to grow myself as an individual um, and not focus on the educator side of Todd, um, but just the, the side that I want to be the best man, the best father, the best son, um, just the best friend that I can be to those around me. And, and I'm excited for that growth. It's an awesome conference. I really look forward to hearing more about it. I was psyched to try and go, but I have something going on that, that weekend. However, I'm a big fan of, 
of of Dave Hollis and you know Wade and, and everything they're doing over there at the Get Your Teach On. They are crushing it. Amazing conferences, amazing stuff. Yeah, the opportunity to this idea of personal development, right? One thing I write about actually a lot in my book is is connecting those personal development authors, those Tony Robbins, yeah. um, the Brene Browns of the world, you know, the Les Browns of the world, the the Bob Proctors. There's so much great work, and I think a lot of times we put ourselves in silos. Like, you know, I just need to go to an educator conference, you know, not a, not a personal development, but we're humans, you know, and no matter what kind of action we want or goals we want to achieve in our lives, being able to find opportunities for personal development. And I think that that's, I think that's kind of like a new twist on education. Like I think since we have had the pandemic and everybody's saying now social emotional learning matters, Mm -hmm. mental health matters. Finally, they're, you know, giving us time for space and space for those things. It seems like more commonly, more in a popular space, culturally responsiveness, all of these things um, that keep coming out now that are being more consistently done in schools, their promise for the future. And what is all that? It's that personal development. You know, we got to develop the the humans first. And I love that about it. So that's, I feel really the same way. Like I go to both kinds of conferences and I always find myself using things from all those different places to be able to help students achieve and crush it as, you know, in their day to day. Yeah. You know, and us as educators, we tend to be the most selfless people and we're so busy pouring into others that we don't feel like we have anything left after doing our education side of things to pour into ourselves. Um, and I really saw the value of that personally when I, um, was one of John Maxwell's transformational leader finalists and they invited me up to their events and I went and spent three days just learning about me as the leader. I was like, Oh, okay. This is kind of nice to be fed as a human instead of as the educator, 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 educator. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I think these kind of things, like you said, are so important for educators to be seeking out just that, that community, that growth that focuses on just them and lets them reconnect with themselves instead of just that educator title. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. You know, I got one more thing I want you to do before we hit the end of the show. You know, one we talking a lot about this and everything we're talking about here is kind of unlocking your unlimited potential, unlocking others, you know, and their unlimited potential. So can you finish the sentence for me? It's something I do regularly on the show. I usually show the video at the beginning. I knew we were moving quickly and we wanted to get on crazy day, right? Yeah. So unlocking unlimited potential means what's it mean to you to, to you? You know, for me, when I hear the phrase unlocking unlimited potential, it's that personal reminder that I am the only one that limits myself. Um, I may allow others to limit me, but nobody limits me unless I allow them to. And when I truly comprehend that I'm the one standing in my own way, and when I can make sure that that is at the forefront of my mind of don't get in your own way. Don't make excuses. Don't allow others to get in your way. I think that's when I begin to unlock my unlimited potential, which then for me, when you see what that feels like and you experience that excitement and that freedom and that creativity, you can't help but want to help others unlock theirs too. It's kind of that domino effect. Um, And so when I hear unlocking unlimited potential, that's exactly what I think about is getting out of our way and not allowing others to limit us. And once feeling that freedom, helping free others as well. Nailed it. Crushed it. Love it. (laughs) Mic drop. Oh, I love it, man. That was awesome. You know, I I love the work you're doing. You're doing amazing things. 
What's up next for you? What's coming next for Todd Nisloni? Lord, isn't that what everybody's always asking? Um, I've actually got two things I'm working on. You know, I, I've got this Get Your Lead On conference that I am in charge of. And so we've got our next one in Charlotte in February. And then we've got those coming up again. Our nationals is in Orlando um, this summer. Um, but I'm also finishing a book right now with three other people who I am so excited working with. Um, poet Tanner Olson, who goes by Written to Speak on social media, um, educator Lanisha Tab, and principal Alice Lee. Um, we're all writing a book of hope, encouragement, um, and inspiration for people. Not necessarily for educators, but just to have something people can look to just to remind them of how worthy they are. That sounds awesome. That's something we all need a little bit of more of and something we need to continue to hold on to. So, Todd, I really appreciate you joining me and taking the time. Super excited and pumped to be a part of the Celebrate Your Story conference as well. And just great to connect with some awesome people there. And I'm looking forward to everybody else getting the chance to, to check out this free opportunity with tons of sessions, tons of professional development Tons of opportunities just to relight your fire and find out some new people to follow as well. That's right. Thank you so much for having me on here, man. It was great getting to connect with you and just get to kind of share a little bit as well. So I appreciate all that you are doing to pour into others as well. I know your listeners gain something every episode. So thank you. I know this is not an easy job, those listening. Brandon makes this look very easy. <laughs> but as someone who does my own show, there's a lot of work that goes into this. So shout out to Brandon for the hard work on top of all the other stuff you're doing just to continue to pour in others as well. I appreciate it. We rise by lifting others, my friend. There is a big power in the story of others as well, which I think we've really pushed through here as a solid point that I'm walking away with. So remember everybody out there that the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential in all whom we serve, it begins with you. Continue to educate with passion. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much, Todd. I appreciate you. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Codebreaker Podcast Network and also the entire family of disruptors at Codebreaker.